0: Oh, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. Can somebody give our God a shout of praise? Let me say that again. Allow me to reiterate. Can somebody please give our God a shout of praise here tonight? If God has been good, can you let somebody know how good he is? Amen. You may return to your seats this evening. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Talk about just a a good strategic spiritual day to place in the midst of the work week. As you know, that week can be insane. People can be insane. Situations can be insane. And then God strategically has placed a service in the middle of the week to strengthen you, to lift you up, to encourage you to remind you that he is there. But it shouldn't just be on Wednesday nights. It should be every moment of every day that you are awake. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, man. I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying this cool weather. God? Thank you, brother. Amen. It reminds me, Elder Phillips, of what, fall in Iraq? Like this is what, you know, they they call their, you know, when you're right coming out of winter in Iraq, oh, 112 degrees. Amen. So please, everybody stay safe, stay hydrated, be careful of heat injuries. That is a a serious warning. I've been there and have done that. It is uh, nothing to take lightly, and it does have lifelong consequences. So please be careful. Those that work outside, those that stay for prolonged periods of time outside, please be careful. Shade, hydration, especially as Elder Phillips always likes to remind those that find out, electrolytes are important. Heat cramps are nothing to play with. Amen. We need to just continue to pray for those that are fighting sickness and those that are traveling. And it's so good to have Ezekiel here this evening. It's an answer to prayer. And I'm believing in a total and complete healing of precious Ezekiel. That's my buddy right there. I love just how he stares with the pacifier in his mouth and you just, you can't help your heart melts. Amen. And you just start smiling, but it's so good to have him. But with that being said, Unfortunately, and we're believing for a complete healing, he's still fighting sickness. So us as a church, we need to love him from a distance. Amen. We can wave, we can blow kisses. Trust me, he will stare you down with that pacifier. Amen. It is just trying to keep him safe as he's fighting this sickness. Amen. The end of this month, we're going to be having the ACJC General Conference in Greenville, Texas. I'm looking forward to that. Just a good time of fellowship to be fed. And we just ask that you just pray. We have an election this year, and it's some pretty prominent leaders that God's will will happen, will be implemented, and all things are done in decency and order. I think we should any kind of operation in a church, we need to pray God's will and all things be done in decency and order. Amen. Now, we're going to have a, a few academy trainings happening this week. I believe there's a training in Dallas this week, and then there's going to be a training in Tennessee. They need to be renewed. Uh, they need to be refreshed. And also, it's to, just to refine their knowledge of the ACE. We absolutely love and appreciate the accelerated education or the Christian education. Uh, curriculum that our school does and our academy, and so it is just going to be good training. Just pray that God just blesses them there so they can bring it back to our academy, and we need to pray for traveling mercies. Amen, for those that are traveling, and don't forget academy parents. There is a mandatory orientation the 30th of July from 10 to 2 p.m., and what was put out on the app, what was put on the text messages, a parent or a guardian is required to attend. That is part of the, the, the law that comes with the ACE. I hope the Candy Fundraiser is going well for our academy students. I'll be honest with you. I saw that king-size Kit Kat, and I said, well, that could be for me. But no, we're going to allow my daughter to be the entrepreneur and to raise money. But that Kit Kat did look good amen and as what has been announced several times vacation bible school is to be announced that is in the works looking forward to it for our kids is there any other announcements this evening bishop amen sister white amen it's good to be in the house of the lord smile and wave at one another as we receive our wednesday night tithe and have shekel offering our ensemble may be seated amen amen Once again, it is good to see our church family here this evening. This message that I'm about to preach, I have attempted to preach it two other times, but God moved in the praise and worship. The last two services where I had I had the intentions of preaching it, but God's intentions as it always should took charge. God's intentions shall always take precedent over our intentions. His plans and his will is perfect in all things. Amen. I give honor to the Lord my God. I give honor to our bishop for entrusting me with the service this evening. I'm going to be reading in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. I believe one of the services a couple weeks ago I alluded and read a few of these scriptures, but now we are going to be uh, approaching this message completely. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Hear the words of the Lord. I really like those lines in the Old Testament. Hear the words of the Lord. Should remind us, open our hearts, open our minds, and open our ears to what God is about to say. Many prophets stated that to the children of Israel. So, hear these ancient words of the Lord. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans, the intentions I have towards you. saith the Lord. This is God's plans towards us, and I hope we're listening tonight. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Those are plans. That's a purpose. That's an identity in God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. When did God start thinking about this? Since the beginning of time. But when you were being formed, not just spoken to existence, but being formed in your mother's womb, God began to implement that plan in your life. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. That is encouraging. I mean, that means before my mama even named me John Brown. It was original. There's many times that I have been called an alias. In some states, there's actually a byword that says I'll be John Brown. And I could actually say that. But before anybody knew or even comprehended you, God knew you. you God. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, before you were born, I sanctified thee. This is God speaking to Jeremiah, but this applies to his church today, that he knew you and he had plans for you even before you were born. And I ordain thee to be a prophet unto the nations. There was a plan that was assigned to you from God. Amen. Tonight, can we please close our eyes and lift our hands Keep our minds on the Lord, and can we just pray right now? God, remind me of my purpose. Remind me of my plans. Remind me of my identity. Lord God of Jacob, you are encouraging. Before I was even formed, you knew me and had plans for me. God, before I was even born, God, you had plans and a purpose and an identity for me. God, you thought of me before there was existence, and tonight I pray, God, that you encourage somebody to identify the plans and the purpose and the identity, God, that you have set in their life. The enemy wants nothing more than to confiscate the purpose that you have given me, and I pray tonight that somebody relinquishes it from the enemy, claims it back from the enemy, and applies it to their life tonight. The enemy has stolen too many identities, and the enemy has confiscated too many plans and Purposes that were from you, and tonight I pray, oh God, a loosening of those purposes and those identities, and they are applied to this church here tonight. In Jesus' name, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. Tonight I like to preach this particular thought: the longing for a purpose. The longing for a purpose. That statement is for every human being. We have been created to have a desire, a longing, and a desperation for a purpose, a plan, an identity. And if we do not have it, it is devastating to an individual's life. God placed us to desire a mission a purpose and an identity but specifically in him. And if we do not have that purpose in him, woe unto us. There is a residual effect. As it said in Jeremiah, he had plans for Jeremiah before conception. He had plans for Jeremiah before birth. And God had plans for you before you were even thought of by your mother and your father. God had created a purpose and an identity and plans for you. But what we are missing in today's society is that individuals are missing their purpose. We are having a mental health crisis like no other. That is because a majority of individuals have lost their purpose. I'm just talking on a secular level. They are missing a purpose and identity, and there is a mental health anguish, an emotional health anguish that is happening with individuals because they have lost their purpose. And the enemy had swept into the void that was an identity and a purpose and a plan. The enemy wants nothing more than to steal, to kill, and destroy the identity that God had given you before you were even conceived. And there are many here tonight that are feeling the symptoms, the residual effect of missing our purpose, missing our identity, missing our mission, missing what God had given and assigned us. Our mental health crisis is such an issue because individuals are missing who they are, specifically in God. We are having suicidal rates like no other, divorce rates like no other, substance abuse like no other. We're having Violence that is beginning to act up because there is a purpose and an identity and a plan that has been removed from their life. And there is a void that they try to fill. Sometimes it's suicidal ideations. Sometimes it's self-mutilation. Because they are trying to fill something that was assigned to them specifically from God. I'm not just talking about what is happening outside our church house, but what is or outside the church house, but what is happening in the church house. People have lost their identity and you are trying to fill it up with things of this world and it will never ever fill what God had assigned you at the beginning of conception or even before. And this is what we are going through. Families are destroyed. Because a purpose and identity has been removed. And the enemy has moved in with his own schemes and plans. And begin to implement what he sees for you instead of what God had intended for you. See, the enemy has a scheme for you. And he had a plan before for you before you were born. And that's to destroy you. That's to kill you, and that's to steal you from God and begin to fill the void in your life that only God can fill with his pseudo or false plans. Elder Phillips and I, we we know, veterans here, we know our community, veterans have a hard time when the mission is complete. The veteran community has substance abuse, marital issues, Suicide, suicidal ideations, they lose a meaning of life because the mission is complete. But it's when they find a mission in their life that they're able to move on. Your mission is not complete. Your mission is not complete in God. And that is an issue that is happening in the veterans' community, it's because they have lost their purpose, they have lost their identity. They have lost who they were until they find it again. And that's what happens in apostolic churches with young people, young adults, adults, elders. When they lose that purpose, when they lose that identity, there's a residual effect. There's anger. There's frustration. There's lack of submission. There's disobedience. Because they're trying to fill what God had assigned them. And in many times, there's substance abuse, even in the church house. And there's spiritual substance abuse. I've got to fill it up with illicit relationships. I've got to fill it with alcohol and drugs. I've got to fit in with this crowd because we are trying to fill the hole in our soul that was God's plan for us. But I'm here to tell you this morning that it is worth it. That you have a purpose, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by the hands of our God. And no matter where you try to run, that purpose that God had assigned you will follow you. That void will never be filled. Amen. Now, this is youth and young people and the students that I interact with and Evangelist Simmons interacted with in school. It's becoming, this issue is becoming younger and younger. The things that elementary students are demonstrating or manifesting is because the family unit is being bombarded. The family unit, even from the halls of Congress, is being put down. Because it was God's plan and God's intention And we're having issues of our children and our young people because they feel that they don't have a purpose. And that is the words of the enemy that your purpose is not in God. It's what you make it. Your purpose isn't what God had for you. It's what you make it. But it is nothing but loneliness and despair. There is something missing in your life when you are not flowing in the purpose of God. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope for you. And your life is precious. Don't let the enemy convince you otherwise. Your life is precious. You are wanted and you are cherished and you are precious to this church and you are precious to God. What they are looking for are young people and our children and the young adults And the teenagers and college students is that they are trying to find an identity. Who am I? Man, that sounds like one of those intrinsic questions. Amen. Uh, One of those existential crises. Who am I? Well, you're a child of God. Your life is purposed by God. And your identity is in God. What happens when we're lacking our identity and our purpose? We have children and young people and young adults and even adults where there's anger. Because they can't find their identity. And it's a frustration. And they lash out on those that love them. They lash out on the family members that love them. And they lash out on the church members that love them. There's a loneliness. You could fill it in with social media, but that's, that's superficial. That will not fill what God had intended for you. You can latch yourselves to groups of people that will just take advantage of you, but it will not fill the void, the purpose and identity and plans that God had for you before you were even conceived. There is a depression A depression that begins to lead to self-mutilation because they desire to fill things. What I am saying is that what I have seen in our very schoolhouses, in our school districts. If it happens at the young age, what does it happen from youth to young adults to adults? And then suicidal ideations. We have seen it. We have read about it. Because when you remove God... There's an emptiness. When you're not in God's purpose, there's a loneliness. There's a void. And God is desperate to put you back to your plan. It breaks his heart to see the state that you're at because your identity is not there. And I sense tonight that many of us are asking the questions, who am I? You ask the questions, where do I fit in this puzzle piece known as the body of Christ? You are part of the puzzle piece. You are part of the puzzle. You are part of this body jointly fit. And you are not alone in this battle to find your identity. You are not alone in the struggle to find your purpose. Amen. As I said last service, parents, guardians, grandchildren, we need to encourage our children for their godly purpose. Their godly plan, their godly identity, not just to celebrate the worldly things. Not just to celebrate the secular achievements. What does that do for their godly purpose? Amen. Whatever home, whatever state of the home, we've got to encourage our children for their purpose and identity in God and not to celebrate the worldly things. What I have seen from children and what I've seen from youth and young adults and adults is that in this state of lacking identity and purpose and plan, they begin to conform with the crowd. Because they are missing their identity. They're not assured in their identity. They're not assured in their purpose. And and God has instilled something in us to feel a belonging to our community. And if we are not careful, Satan takes advantage of that drive that is in humanity to link up with the group that we are not supposed to be with because we long to feel acceptance and they conform. What I've seen with young people and and what I've seen with the students that I have, it's funny how their language changes when they're around their friends. It's funny how, how they articulate just a little differently. Am I right, Evangelist Simmons? It's funny how the dialogue and how they articulate and what they, their speech patterns begin to emulate. I've got to be accepted by this person. That's because there is a longing within their hearts to have a purpose that only God gave them. I'm like, man, you weren't even born in that area. Why are you talking like that? You weren't raised like that. Why are you talking like that? Because there's something in their heart longing for acceptance. This is why peer pressure is dangerous. Because going on to our next point is that there are individuals that take advantage of the vulnerability of lack of purpose. When somebody is struggling with their identity and purpose in God and the assurity is not there, if we are not careful, Satan sends individuals in the guise of friends, in the guise of boyfriends and girlfriends, in the guise of groups that take advantage of the vulnerability of lack of identity. Am I right, Bishop? Am I right? Does it not happen in the schools? And it happens within church houses. There are people that take advantage of the lack of purpose. But God has given you a purpose here tonight. You need to latch on to the word of God. Parents, we need to encourage our children in their godly purpose, not just to celebrate their their secular achievements. That does not give them to heaven. That compromises their purpose and identity in God. Man, look at what they're doing. Well, what does that have to do with their purpose in God? I celebrate when they pray. I celebrate when they praise. I celebrate when they stand out from the peer pressure crowd and they maintain their Christian attitude and their Christian identity and they're assured in their purpose. Since we're talking about Jeremiah, I think that Jeremiah went through that loneliness. When you agree, Bishop? Because if I remember he's the weeping prophet, nobody listened to him. But he was assured of his purpose. Now he had some doubt, but God reminded him of his identity. Be careful of those that want to steal your purpose, even if they call you friend. And it's interesting, the sociology aspect. It's funny how language changes when you get in groups. Mannerisms. I've got to to fall in. Amen. A thing going on, too, and Elder Phillips and I have talked about this, is that there is a movement going on, and we see it. It's that affirmation on social media. I've got to get in with these big social justice situations, Do they really care? They're doing it just to get affirmation from their social media followers. It's a narcissism. I've got to get acceptance. I've got to get my likes. I've got to get my subscribers. They don't care. Their life, their individual life really isn't in order. They don't have a purpose in their individual life. They've got to latch on to these big social movements just to get some kind of acknowledgement from their social media friends. But their own life is miserable. Look at the likes I got doing this. They just blow with the wind of whatever is going on because I've got to get my social media likes. And social media was never intended to be what it is today. But it has become a, an inhibitor of purpose. Purpose. It is because that snuff out identity where their whole identity begins to be online. But that's not who you are. Communication and identity and purpose is not online. Yeah. Yeah. Studies have shown that it has the same dopamine effects as high level drugs, it gives the same addictive feeling as drugs, social media. That's not your identity, there's not your purpose. Being politically correct online, man, I've got to check the boxes, look at me. I've got to mention the correct pronouns. Now I've got to check in the acknowledgments. But your life is missing your identity and your purpose. Amen. Careful people, take advantage of that. We've got to find our purpose in God. The Bible says that without a vision, the people perish. That means you and your individual life, and that means the entire church. That's why we have a vision statement. That is a mission that we are working for. We have to have something godly that drives us, but if I don't have a godly vision in my life, woe unto me. That loneliness, that emptiness, because I'm not in God's will. I've got to be in the identity that he called me to be, not what my supposed friends are encouraging me to be. I can't conform to my supposed friends. I've got to conform to what the word of God says and what God's plan was before I was even conceived. And this is where the enemy is just ransacking churches. His purpose identity. This is what's destroying churches is the lack of purpose. It's a lack of Who I am in God. Because when I'm assured, just like a Jeremiah, no matter what is going on, what false gods are being dabbled with, no matter what the status quo is, I am assured in my identity. But this destroys us more than anything else, individually, is who am I? Depression. Suicidal ideations. People taking advantage. Illicit relationships. But... Working with God and flowing into his mission, it gives us drive, motivation, that sense of belonging. Not the pseudo one with the the false friends, but actually linking in with the body of Christ. That gives us purpose. God has given you the community that you always long for, and that is the church. And the majority of the times, people come to church, they may not be living for God, One day, in Jesus' name, they will, but they come for the community. They come for the friendships. They come for the relationship because there's something that God has put on into our bodies, into our minds, into our hearts that I've got to link up with the community, but we've got to make sure we're linking up with the correct community. This is the body of Christ. When I live for God... It gives me resolutions to situations. That transition out of the army, it was God that helped me cope. And many of you, you're wondering, what is my identity? Who am I? But some of you are struggling, what is my will to live? You're a child of God. Formed by him. Shapen by him. Given a plan before you were even conceived. And it gives you an identity. Amen. We're going to read a few more scriptures this evening. And I know I'm speaking to a few. I have some that are fighting it, Bishop. Because they think they they can make their own identity. But it's, it's pseudo. It's superficial. It's not. When God is not in it, it will not last. When God is not in it, it will not fulfill. And they're fighting it. But I think it says you can't kick against the pricks. You can't kick against truth. John chapter 15, verse 16.
1: Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you.
0: Right there. Man, he chose me with his plans. Amen. That should encourage us here tonight. That he chose you. You're here on these pews because... He chose you. Amen. Please continue.
1: And ordained you.
0: Gave you a purpose.
1: That ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you.
0: Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Chosen you.
1: And we know that all
0: things. All things. No. Some things, right? All things. One-third of things. All things. One-sixteenth of things. All things. All things. Good times and bad. Amen. What now? What does it say? Please continue.
1: And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. To them who are the called according to His purpose.
0: His purpose. That's right. Not mine. That's right. But... His purpose. Mine is feeble. When I create my purpose in my own image instead of God's image, it's like some kind of building a house on sand. I think that was mentioned in an ancient text somewhere. When I build my own, it's feeble. It's kind of like trying to build an Ikea furniture without the instructions. And by the way, there's no words on those Ikea instructions. It's just the cartoon guy with the phone. Those Swedish. But we have got to follow God's instructions. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, please.
1: Who have saved us. Amen. And called us with an holy calling.
0: He called us. Amen. Called us. Called you. Amen.
1: Not according to our work.
0: Not according to what we do.
1: But according to his own purpose and grace.
0: Are you saying that my purpose has got to be his purpose? Are you saying my identity, Brother Scotty, has got to be what he has commanded me to be? What he said, this is your identity. And you mean I can't run from it? And I could try to bury it in all these things in the world, but is it still waiting for me? Sure is. You can't run from your calling.
1: Which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began.
0: His purpose. His purpose is your purpose, Sister Erica. And those struggling tonight, God, what is your purpose with me? Not my dreams, not my intentions, but I want to be linked in with you. I've got to follow the instructions. Otherwise, the furniture falls apart. Last one tonight, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Very familiar scripture.
1: But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Amen. And holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light.
0: Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? Can we stand to our feet? I know that there are many of us here tonight struggling. Who am I? You know, you've been called to his purpose let me close our eyes and lift our hands I know it's hot and we're tired but God wants to encourage somebody here tonight Lord God of Jacob I'm thankful I'm humbled and I'm honored that you have called me before I was even conceived that you have instilled plans and a purpose in me and in this church and my identity is an interwoven link and a cog to the wheel that is the vision of this church and I pray, oh, God, that you help the individuals struggling with who they are, fighting those depression, thought, depression thoughts, those suicidal ideations. And, God, I pray for those that are struggling to find identity and they're just conforming to groups. Let them remember, God, that this is the family that they have been given. This, is, this church is the community, God, that you have brought them to bring them through the difficult times. Encourage somebody tonight in their identity, and their purpose. I rebuke the enemy. God, the consumer and the confiscator and thief of identities of youth and young adults in the church of God. Let somebody relinquish it here tonight in Jesus' name. Bishop, anything you would like to add, sir? May the Lord bless you and keep you tonight. Remember, we have many that are traveling to the academy trainings. Pray for traveling mercies. Stay cool.